As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, CBD gummies with 5 milligrams of THC. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold, the Reserve Collection product solicits strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection Gummies. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Welcome back. Q&A with Layla fans. I know there are many of you out there uh, ready to uh, have us impart some wisdom to you, hopefully. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Questions relate to intelligent medicine. That means the best of high tech, the best of natural. <clears throat> Practically everything in the health realm is fair game for our weekly Q&A with Layla, and we've got uh, some questions in the mailbag. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Good. Enjoying the warmer weather. Yes. Yeah. I took Changing a, over all the clothes. I took a, a glorious uh, run this morning. Yeah, I have a bunch of clothes that I packed away. Yeah. Uh, you know, so finally we can let go on the winter clothes, because pretty likely we're not yep. going to have a cold snap. Uh, yeah, I, I took a glorious run this morning uh, with just uh, you know a, a like a sleeveless top and uh, my shorts on. Yeah, and uh, it felt great because it was just the optimal temperature it was about sixty-five degrees. Perfect. And uh, you know a breezy, breezy south wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels good shining. on your skin, right? Oh yeah, yeah. it was great. It's, and yeah. uh, broke a sweat. I wasn't. Uh, you know, my teeth weren't chattering. It's great. <laughs> so, um, before we get to questions, by the way, radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. Um, there's a, a disconcerting story about one of our favorite supplements, NAC. N-acetylcysteine. N-acetylcysteine. And um, this is actually news to you because you haven't been following the news. Uh, no. Amazon confirms plans on removing NAC supplements. All right, there's a dispute uh, brewing uh, between the FDA and supplement manufacturers. Um, Last year, FDA actually asserted in warning letters that NAC couldn't be lawfully marketed in dietary supplements because it's an old drug. It was first studied as a drug in 1963. So if it's a drug, it can't simultaneously be a supplement. And uh, it, I, and I remember, even during my medical training, way back when, in the, I guess it was the uh, 80s, um, we used N-acetylcysteine as a treatment two ways. One, as an inhalant, ah. because it, it is was something called mucomist, hmm. which was designed to break up <clears throat> uh, tenacious mucus. Like in, a mucinex, but inhalant form. Inhalant form, yeah. yeah. is in respiratory therapy. Also, it was used orally. Uh, as a Tylenol overdose 
uh, rescue remedy yeah, because it restores glutathione to the liver, prevents liver necrosis, the yeah. dying of liver cells in people who overdose with Tylenol. Yeah, which is um, it's it's a kind of a poor way to commit suicide. You 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 could I guess die, but you'll end up maybe uh, you know with a liver transplant. Um, so Tylenol. Uh, Depletes glutathione. NAC yeah. repletes glutathione. That's one of the reasons we use it. What do we use NAC for typically uh, in our armamentarium? Oh, uh, uh, for respiratory health is one thing. For, to boost in sinus formulas, in uh, yes. formulas for people who have tenacious mucus, bronchitis, yes. and so on. Yeah. yeah. For those who need a boost in their detox, in their glutathione. Uh, for those who have maybe fatty liver Hepatic or high problems. liver yeah. uh, enzymes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Primarily also, those. Also, uh, it seems to have some psychiatric effects. Oh, for OCD. OCD and uh, obsessive behaviors, addictive behaviors. Yeah. There's some research on that. Yeah. yeah. It could be the cysteine mm -hmm. that bumps up a little GABA. I think it's like the precursor to chill out. Yeah, there's some studies on that. Stop so, washing so anyway, your hands. It, it's a useful uh, yeah. piece of our armamentarium. Mm -hmm. And now FDA wants to ban it. And... Uh, Amazon is uh, running scared on this. They're actually uh, pulling up their stakes on NAC formulations that are pervaded by Amazon. It hasn't affected full script. It hasn't affected, uh, okay. you know, where we, uh, you know, have our physician quality vitamins. Okay. And they're 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 furiously engaged in negotiations now with FDA. But, you know, FDA basically is defending the prerogatives of the company that owns the patent, the intellectual property on... Of course, 60% of their yeah. board is Romer right. Pharma. Right. So, exactly. strictly speaking, I mean, they do have his dead rights because under Deshay, you can't market something as a supplement that is also simultaneously a drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's part of the problem is, they, let's say they make melatonin into a, a medication and they're going to want to take melatonin off the shelves. Yeah. An example of which is in, in England, strontium is a medication. Here, strontium ranolate. Yeah, ranolate. It's a different than which what Which is different from yeah. the citrate. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, if, if strontium were a prescription medication for osteoporosis here, uh, then it wouldn't be available as a supplement over the counter. Yeah. And it, it would also be 10 times more expensive. True. But covered by insurance. Yeah. Uh, now, interesting case, because you do have fish oil mm -hmm. that is prescription fish oil. Yes. But simultaneously, you can have natural fish oil for sale over the counter. And the price differential is about five to one. Wow. You know, there they're not taking fish oil off. Wow, because Vasipa and Lovaza, yeah, right. they're molecularly, structurally different. Yeah, yeah. Fractionated, yeah. something, something, whatever they do, esterified, yeah. mm -hmm. as opposed to regular molecularly distilled fish oil, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily in that. Form. Yeah. In triglyceride mm -hmm. form. Okay. So they're a technical well, So what are they picking anyway, so about NAC? Okay. So there's a, there's a call to action, uh, you know, go to... Um, anh-usa.org, uh, which is the organization that I'm on the board. I'm actually now... I was the Alliance for, nat for Natural Health. Right. Mm -hmm. I was uh, just appointed scientific director of that, medical Yay. and scientific director. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, we're, we're very concerned about this. And, you know, we're all about uh, free access to supplements of our choice. And yes. I think it would be calamitous for some uh, people who rely on NAC for it to revert to a medication because then yeah. they have to see a doctor to get it 
and the doctors are going to be loath to prescribe, and plus it's going to be super expensive. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Wow. You think this is a sign of things to come? Well, they may. I mean, I don't know. I, it, it does seem like this is. There's a. Uh, there's always. There's continuously a threat to supplements because there's always people who say they're they're foes of the supplement uh, industry, like Dick yes. Durbin. You know, some politicians who believe yeah. the supplement industry should be more regulated. They're basically in bed with the regulatory agencies. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the pharma is the biggest lobby. They they own the politicians. Sorry, well, I don't mean to go there. I mean, inherently, uh, uh, pharma yeah. is very invested in FDA because they pay fees to the FDA for mm-hmm. approval. So, in a sense, FDA's a livelihood is dependent on pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> Isn't that a problem? It is. It yeah. is. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, I mean, how could there not be a conflict of interest? I pay and, under the table. Approve right. my drug, please. And, and but, yeah. and then, uh, you know, for example, the, the, the interesting, I, here's an interesting instance of this. I was watching a, a PBS special on the opiate epidemic. Yeah. And they approved OxyContin which had the huge potential for being addictive, but they relied on the drug company's reports, Purdue Pharmacy mm-hmm. um, Pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. uh, to get the approval. And the guy who approved it, you know, they really criticized him, like, you know, why were you so lax? Well, lo and behold, right after he approved it, he quit the FDA and he began working for Purdue Pharma making like a half a million dollars a year. He signed his own check? Yeah, basically, they gave him a, a sinecure. They said, Whoa. great, you know, thank you for your good work in approving our drug. We're going to hire you now, you know, which is the revolving door that yes. occurs between the FDA and private industry. Call and, it corruption. Drug companies, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so look, um, uh, I got to say, I read a, I read a, a poll recently of, you know, people's uh, mistrust of of uh, the uh, public health authorities. Mm. And they found that, like, not shockingly, uh, about 48% of people have high approval of the CDC, a minority of people. But when it came to the FDA, it was more like 35% of people trust the FDA ah. because they approve a lot of stuff that's bad. Yes. And they now go after stuff that's innocuous. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you don't go after NAC because NAC is the bodies are, are, there's a body count. It's just about the intellectual property. It's not like it's harmful or an imminent yes. danger right, to right, people. Right, 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 right. No way, no how does no. NAC cause problems. I mean, yeah. I, I, Quite honestly, I mean, full disclosure, I think NAC, if you take too much on an empty stomach, it can bother your stomach. That's something we look out for yeah. when people take NAC. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as with everything, you got to be a little careful. But it doesn't cause, you know, systemic side effects or, you know, right. problems. Right. doesn't interfere. Really no harm. You yeah, know, no. eat too many green apples, you're going to get a tummy ache. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. If exactly. You, you know, yeah. what are we talking about? Right. So anyway, so go. This is uh, going to be, you know, if you sign up for action alerts at uh, anh-usa.org, um, you know, mm-hmm. I would love for you to get involved with, you know, it's a grassroots effort to push back on that. Say, yes. look, and they are they are going after, by the way, uh, bioidentical hormones. Yeah, they're also trying to take those off the market because they just want people to take Prempro. Yes, you know, commercial synthetic estrogen, Premarin. Pre- Pre- pregnant synthetic. mare's urine. Which precisely is what it is, <laughs> yes. But, you know, if you're a horse, I mean, it's great. You know, you're a menopausal horse. Musk cologne. A menopausal mare. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, if you are you know, like a like a horsey person, you know, stallions <laughs> will follow you and, you know. and I've been watching Heartland, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> About a horse whisperer. Anyway. Right. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we need to get involved if they're going to start putting things on the chopping block like that. Yeah. I mean, like that's what, really part of the mission statement of ANH-USA is to be vigilant about these efforts to quash our access to supplements of our choice. Yeah. And there's always um, infringements and inroads that they're attempting uh, against our you know, rights. Mm-hmm. We have to stand up, people. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note... We, I mean, we are a community. And we are a community. As a community, we should be Absolutely. heated. You know, our, our, our priorities should be mm-hmm. addressed by mm-hmm. politicians. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we should demand. Otherwise, we don't need to elect them anymore. <laughs> right. We have an email from Susan. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. I'm 62 years old. I've been diagnosed with osteoporosis. I was diagnosed about four years ago, and I'm not on any medication, but I I do take vitamin D. I'm a nurse, and I've been working my entire life, so I've been on my feet, and I've never had a desk job. I'm also a competitive women's rower, so I'm in good shape. Rowing is really, really excellent exercise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really a whole body workout. The body hasn't combated osteoporosis because, in a sense, it may not be that weight-bearing in the hips. That's true. And... I mean, certainly you, you, it, you. Well, you are pushing off with your. Yeah. It's good your core, legs, you and are. you get, you'll get like, you know, your, your lats will grow and, yeah. and your sho- the breadth of your shoulders. I have one doctor who told me not to row because of my risk of bone fracture. Oh, please. Oh, I hate And another one that. who said, absolutely row to I stay in shape. When they do that, they, they, they turn you into a cripple when you have osteoporosis. You're afraid and to do anything. You're afraid to do anything. You you're, might hurt yourself. Yeah, and it, they, they, they make you think you're like a little fragile China doll. Yeah. That's what some of the commercials do, by the way. They show like, you know, that you, you're going to slip and fall and you're, they try to create fear and paranoia to sell stuff. Right. And for commercial purposes. And, and doctors are, you know, buy into that. And I rarely tell my patients to curtail activities when they have osteoporosis. I mean, mm-hmm. if they have like profound osteoporosis, then we've got to say maybe okay, don't uh, don't play tackle football. You know, yeah, <laughs> don't uh, do uh, don't just ski do touch football. Don't not ski tackle. moguls. You know, uh, just you know, take it easy a little bit. You know, because you you know oh might gosh. be a little more at risk. But don't right. curtail activities because that's the worst thing you can do. Yes, you know, here's the ultimate example. Curtailing activities. Go weightless. Be go in a space capsule. You know the U.S. space. Station. Yeah, astronauts will have osteoporosis by they, the time they're back. They absolutely do. Yeah. In spite of the fact that they try to exercise, you know, they try to do resistance exercise. Uh, gravity really is essential. It is. So it is. Um, no, to uh, you know, being I, underweight is a risk factor also right, for right. osteoporosis. Frailty, you know, right. Yeah. So I would prefer not to go on any bisphosphonates. My mother and both my grandmothers had severe osteoporosis. I've never had an it eating must disorder. Be hereditary risk factor. Yeah. yeah, I've never had an eating disorder because that would be There's another a risk, risk factor. factor. Mm-hmm. I've seen young young women with osteoporosis right. because of eating disorder. Yeah. Please let me know your thoughts about exercise and treatment for the osteoporosis. Well, I would go with with exercise. I would, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, continue, but. You know, uh, maybe do some more weight bearing, you know, walk with a pack or something like that. Yes. Um, you know, you can do squats, you know, mm-hmm. lightweight squats. It's not going to, you know, your spine won't fracture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. okay. But when we're talking about 
treatment, the bisphosphonates, uh, you know, sometimes are necessary in extreme forms of this. I sometimes say, I'm sorry, it's too late to get the benefits of nutritional oh, support. Oh, sure, yeah. But our nutritional support is based on vitamin D, vitamin K2, the yes. K2, I'm sorry, it's uh, MK7. MK7, vitamin K2, right. right. Uh, which helps the bones. Uh, osteothera. We use uh, osteothera with iperflavone, which is our go-to mm-hmm. uh Kind of a, it's a mixed supplement, magnesium, calcium, and hypoflavone, mm-hmm. and some other cofactors, boron, I think, mm-hmm. is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the key is, is strontium. You know, if you really strontium, have bad yes. bone loss, you take mm-hmm. strontium for, you know, two to five years, and you'll see some bone increase. What about DHEA? And DHEA, if mm-hmm. it's safe, if the woman is not, uh, you know, high risk for breast cancer, not had breast cancer, men, you know, without mm-hmm. prostate cancer, normal PSA can take it. But mm-hmm. DHEA absolutely is is proven to be helpful for bone uh, yes. preservation. Yes. It's an androgen. Right, right. So, yes. Uh, okay. Also, olive uh, extract because there's something... Olive leaf extract. Yeah. 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 There's something... That's also helpful. That's beneficial there. Mm-hmm. Make sure to get your vitamin D levels checked. Make sure they're always over 50, 55. Yep. Really? Yep. yep. You want more than Which 55. May, different strokes are different posts. It may, you know, 2,000 may do it. 5,000 may be required. Some patients have a hollow leg for vitamin D. They may need 5,000 alternating with 10,000 or 50,000 once a week. A hollow leg for vitamin D. Yeah, just like, where does it go? Where does it go? Right, right, right. I have an upcoming article about vitamin D, about why some people are low and what may be the culprits. That will be in the next newsletter. There's there's about seven or eight major reasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listing them. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. That'll be really... Well, most of them I believe I've got, so... Yeah, I mean, there are probably some obscure, you know ones that you, you know, very technically yeah. rare anomalies, but right. there's genetics involved, vitamin D receptors. and Yes, you may not have enough receptors. It's so-called VDR receptor mm-hmm. gene. Mm-hmm. So, Susan, there you go. All right. Carrier molecules. Carrier molecules. It's magnesium yeah. dependent in some ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's good stuff to write about. Okay, we've got... Uh, a no-name email here. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I had a severe rash that I let go too long thinking it would go away. I scratch for so long my skin is scaly and stretched out. Do you think because I'm 60 years old that that's permanent? The, dermatolo- the dermatologist gave me Habelolol. Well, mm. that's a steroid cream. Okay. Mm-hmm. The itch is gone. However, I'm left with a pink tint. That it does tend to change uh, your, your pigment, skin pigment. Yeah. Um, but that, that can go away, you know, okay. with time. She was wondering if it's permanent. It's, I mean, it's a form of scarring. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I, I have, I had surgery on my leg when I broke my leg in 2006, and I had this big, gory scar. Mm. And, you know, and I so, said, well, you know, I just had surgery. And then like six months later, it was like, yeah, it's really not going away. I wonder if I'm going to have this forever. Six and months isn't enough time. Six months wasn't enough time. And now... You need it's, a couple of years. It's very subliminal. Good. Very subliminal. It's, I mean, if you, you know, look hard, you can see the surgical incision. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a, you know, like a Frankenstein gash kind of thing. You know, and it's it, it took a little while to heal it. You, do, you can, for scar healing, you can use something called mederma. Yes. But you have to be it's a little... It's an antibiotic do, cream. If, it's a, if you have a if skin irritation, you have to be careful. No, it's a, it's an onion-based cream. It's natural. Really? Yeah. I thought there was antibiotic in there. Okay. No, it, it, it's it's onion-based. There's something healing about onion. And that's, I think, the secret to Mederma. 
people are going to start peeling their onions and putting them you on. Can. I mean, you can. I mean, that's. I think that's. Moderma was sort of like a way to bottle the the, uh, the the onion the onion principle. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's it you know helpful for scars. I mean, it should go away. Okay. But the longer you use steroids, steroids thin the skin, mm. and so they if you continuously use them, uh, you're you will get that kind of sheen or that discoloration I and see. fragility, skin fragility. Okay. Okay. So she's wondering what to do if the color is permanent or you think it'll fade. I think it's likely to fade. It's likely to fade. Okay. All right. Okay, we hope that helps you out. Thank you for your email. Let's see, this is from Dan. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I continuously suffer from allergies, especially during the known season, such as when spring is popping up here in New York City. Mm -hmm. We're well into it now. I have some challenging days. No, I got to say, yeah. I, the way I know that there's a lot of pollen in the air is I, I, you know, the all winter, you know, I because of the lockdown, I, I never, I didn't wash my car, so with all the winter grime on my car, finally it's like uh -huh. it was a beautiful sunny day, and you know, there's unmasking, and I said, I'm going to go to the car wash. You know, I had plenty of time on my hands on a you know weekend day, and so I go to the car wash, and I get the car all cleaned up, you uh -huh. know, waxed, and all that stuff, and uh, and I put it in the driveway. And uh, I come out the next day, mm -hmm. and I see like there's this coating of this greenish powder on my car, oh. and it's the trees are still shedding pollen this late in the season, and that yeah. pollen is you know okay messing my car a little bit, but it's you know I could like write on it, I could you know you could write on it, yeah, go I, wash this car, wash this car, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't quite the bad. I mean it wasn't a complete you know yeah uh, you know didn't completely negate the car wash. But uh, that's why it afflicts people so badly. Sure. Those little tiny pollen particles mm -hmm. are very irritating for some mm -hmm. people. Absolutely. That's in the Northeast now. Yeah. Uh, on my challenging days, I'm trying to watch certain foods like minimizing dairy. That's a good idea because we know dairy will just create more Co congestion mm -hmm. and mucus. Supplements I take include quercetin, bromelain, NAC, yeah. which may not be available mm -hmm. anymore. Pycnogenol. A&H-USA. Yes, yes. Vitamin D and many more. I try to really avoid medicines and over-the-counters like Zyrtec and Mucinex. With some research, I came across a supplement called serapeptase. Okay. I did not see any info about it on your website. I was wondering if this is something that you would suggest I try. It's supposed to help reduce sinus congestion, and anything is worth a try for me right now, as long as it's safe. By the way, this week's newsletter article is on the supplements to take for yes. allergies. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this is from back in April. We're about three to four weeks oh, okay. behind in our question, so okay. I, I'm sure that Dan will be seeing that uh, that newsletter, mm -hmm. that your article. Thanks. I'll listen to the show for some info on this. With the allergies high right now, I thought it would make for a great topic for yeah. discussion. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. We 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 try to be topical with our articles and our yeah. podcasts. We did we did one uh, with Ellen Cammy, who's the mm -hmm. uh, she's the trademark natural nurse, mm. registered trademark. Um, she is um, she she's been on the scene for a long time. She does a lot of media. She does a lot of uh, professional training, and um, she's uh, out on Long Island, and. So we did a whole podcast on the subject, and mm -hmm. that's one worth listening to. 
Is serapeptase helpful for allergies? It may have some bona fides. We more use it for clot prevention. Yeah, it's anti-inflammatory, so maybe that's how it's working. Yeah. But that could be... Proteolytic yeah. enzymes. Yeah, enzymes that break down yeah. you know, protein complexes can be helpful. That's mm -hmm. why things like Wolb enzyme can be helpful for chronic yes. sinusitis. Um, yeah. Yep. So, Dan, go ahead and try it. Uh, it wouldn't hurt. I can't imagine a situation when these when these enzymes would be contraindicated, unless you're pregnant. And I don't think Dan will if be you're, pregnant. Maybe, if you're on heavy blood thinners and you don't need the added impetus of uh, right. some, you know, maybe if you, you bruise know, easily, all yeah, of that kind of thing, maybe. maybe. Dan, hope you feel better soon. He is taking all the right stuff, too. Well, would you believe it? We have reached our time limit for part one. Get out of here. Time flies when you're having fun. Honestly. Okay, I thought so it was only 11 minutes that went by. Wow. No, no. I'm watching mm -hmm. the clock here. So okay. uh, let's pause. And then uh, on the flip side, we'll resume and give us a preview of what we're going to talk about in part two. Dr. Hoffman consistently pushes back against studies linking eggs and red meat to TMAO. Well, here's a bunch of studies. Is that like TMI? Too TMI, much yeah, yeah. At this point, it is about TMAO, in my opinion. Okay. However, we'll right. get we'll we'll dive into this. Okay. Well, uh, TMAO, good topic. TMAO. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutant. It's our weekly Q and A with Layla. You can uh, reach us via radio program at AOL.com. Send us your questions. Lots of great questions uh, keep coming into us. Uh, they provoke interesting discussions. That's what this uh, weekly podcast is all about. We'll be right back.